0: After all this time, this show doesn't really need an introduction, does it? Nah, I didn't think so either. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. All right we're ready to get things rolling and rolling things we shall do another week is upon us it is sunday night how is everybody doing how's everybody's week been um mine went kind of fast today is of course mother's day uh for those of you that didn't know shame on you um tell your mom good things right uh we uh we went over today and uh brought her you know giant giant chocolate chip cookie with some flowers and uh some lunch Qdoba. That hits the spot. Um, Not that that's an ad. Um, I just really wanted nachos today. (laughs) Um, Hung out with the kids. Um, We made some special cool Mother's Day gifts for the wife, and uh, she loved it, which was cool. I had the kids paint uh, a picture and make a flower, and uh, we wrote on all the petals they wrote on the pedals, you know, reasons why I love mom. And, uh, it was cute. It was sentimental and uh, she loved it. So that was good. Um, got to hang out outside. It wasn't too hot today. So that was nice. Um, man, not a whole lot has been happening this week. Um, (laughs) I know this is usually my rant and rave section. And this is why the podcast was so hard to do last time is because I didn't really have the things to say. Um, I don't want to be that way this time. Um, But I don't want to be all dark and grim and be like, hey, guess what? Uh, Coronavirus, right? Because that's what everyone's talking about. And I still happen to mention it three weeks weeks in a row now. But um, murder hornets, that's a thing. Um, so I've taken to calling everything I see now, uh, murder something, right? Hey, look at those murder clouds in the sky. Look at this murder bird. Oh, you're going to eat a murder burger for lunch? Because that's, uh, that's 2020 for you. <laughs> a, a life of, uh, somber piano music, neuro-linguistic programming. We are here for you. We are in this together, Etc. You know, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> and uh yeah plagues upon plagues being leashed among us which uh will actually tie into our top 10 list today that i have for you guys there's no rules anymore it used to be just top 5s and you know the last couple of weeks it's like top 20 top 30 top whatever that's what we're going to do i got a top 10 it's going to blow your minds so um <clears throat> before we get into that we'll just kind of wrap up uh my introduction for the week because really uh I got nothing else but <clears throat> and honestly I was not clearing my throat and phlegmy and stuff until I started hitting record but uh I will grab some water here after I play you guys a song like a do, and uh, we'll get into our top 10. I do have a new segment I'm going to bring in that's part of an old segment, but it's revamped, and it's awesome, and I'm excited about it. So, um, yeah, let's get into some music, man. Let's get in some good vibes, good feels, and I'll uh, see you guys in a few minutes. So you can never go wrong with a Kiss song, right? At least that's how I feel, and that's why I do it. And I bring you guys entertainment, and I show you songs that you may not know. And if you do, man, if you're listening, Gene, um, I'm really proud of that one. So let me know what you think. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get into our topic today. Um, <clears throat> speaking of all the dark, grim stuff in the world, and how we're all required to go out in the world and wear masks. Um And sometimes I argue that, you know what, why aren't you wearing a mask? Well, in theory, in the DC universe, Bruce Wayne was the mask and, uh, Batman was the real character, but, uh, you know what, sometimes my job does not like that description. So I have to put one on my face anyway, and it's okay because I got one that looks like a ninja, um, I like yelling Mortal Kombat phrases when I'm in, (laughs) when I'm in the middle of work, but, uh. I got some new ones coming uh, in the mail because this is going to be going on for a while. And uh, I got a couple cool Kiss ones. Um, but but the first one that I bought, I was like, you know what? All this is going down. This would be cool if I buy a Plague Doctor mask, right? With the big beak, a creepy bird looking thing. And I actually bought that thing, God, around... February, when everything started closing, it is the middle of May and it still has not shown up. So, uh, gives a whole new meaning to the term snail mail. Am I right? But, uh, for those of you guys don't know, um, I'm gonna give some facts eight. I thought I had a top ten. I'm gonna jib you guys and give you eight because this is mediocrity at its finest. I have not said that in a while. This podcast is just okay. <laughs> Here is, um, eight fascinating facts about plague doctors. And, uh, this was pretty cool to me because I am waiting for my, my mask so I can be fascinating too, right? And I'd rather see that or, or, you know, go to the store wearing a plague mask than, uh, you know, a triple K hood (laughs) (laughs) because I've been hearing some people are doing that and that's wrong. Don't do that. Okay. Mitch and Murray. <laughs> uh see who gets that joke um eight fascinating facts about plague doctors um this will be a a fun one here that many of you guys don't know so um you know thanks mainly to their distinctive masks plague doctors have remained a symbol of horror for hundreds of years. Uh, featured in all forms of art, from paintings to video games, these bird like professionals never really slipped from the public consciousness. And I'll tell you, they're probably w- one of my favorite things about the Assassin's Creed games. You always go to the plague doctor for medicine, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's probably safe to say that, um, I don't know, if, if we had one uh, symbol to represent our show here today, the plague mask would be it. Um, but let's get into our, our, our facts here. Number eight, the Black Death. Um, although plague doctors were clearly and repeatedly associated with the Black Death, a grand total of zero doctors wore beak masks during that period. Um, the Black Death is the name given to the biggest pandemic in recorded history, which claimed the lives of up to 200 million people from uh, 1346 to 1353. Since then, scientists have been trying to identify the actual disease, and bubonic plague has long been considered the most likely culprit. So, uh, plague doctors with their famous attire did not appear until 1619. Uh, The costume was designed by Dr. Charles de Lorme. Even then, it was not widely used until several decades later during the plague of 1656. Didn't know you were coming here for a history lesson, did you? Um, The most likely explanation as to why these costumes became associated with the Black Death is the suspicion that bubonic plague was the cause. However, that theory has been called into question in more recent years. Um, and you can uh, Google that on your own. Number seven, the look. These costumes may not have existed at the same time as the Black Death, but they did exist eventually. So the obvious question is why? Uh, basically, this was humanity's first attempt at the hazmat suit. The full length coat was made of waxen leather, which was designed to be impermeable. It covered a shirt. Breeches and boots. Uh, The doctor's wide-brimmed hats were supposed to signal their profession in case the rest of the costume was too subtle, and their canes were used to examine victims without touching them. So, uh, practicing social distancing there, right? Doctors also used these canes to signal to their assistants to fend off distraught family members. Um, But clearly, the most notable aspect of the uniform was its beaked mask, which does have a logical explanation. Remember, this was designed before doctors started washing their hands. So, everyone was still trying to figure out how disease actually spread. Man, history repeats itself. (laughs) It was theorized that poisoned air aka miasma, was the cause, which is how the masks came to exist. Filled with herbs and spices, the mask was intended to overpower or drown out the miasma, thereby protecting the doctor. Although we now know that you can't simply stop an airborne illness by putting more stuff in the air. We should at least acknowledge that they weren't completely off the mark. Air can be infected, and filtration can fix it. They just did it badly. So... Uh, number six, the smoldering look. Dude, these... <clears throat> creepy as they may seem. I always thought the plague doctors looked pretty cool. Uh, While patients obviously had it rough during the plague, the doctors didn't have it much better. In addition to the risk of contracting the disease, as well as the social stigma, they had an unpleasant experience just wearing the uniform. Anyone who has ever worn a mask for Halloween knows how gross and annoying it can be after a few hours. Uh, The design of these plague masks made it almost impossible for the doctors to speak to other people, which added to the already notable loneliness of the profession. Uh, However, for a small group of French doctors, Spittle and Prattle were probably not as concerning as the fires inside their masks. Building on the theory of miasma, some plague doctors in France set the scented material inside their masks on fire in hopes that the smoke would help clear the bad air. Um, Unsurprisingly, the fire technique never really caught on. So, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that... Uh, um, Okay, number five. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, Treated everyone. Given that the plague was so contagious that doctors needed specialist equipment and that nobody really cared about poor people, it would be easy to assume that plague doctors only treated those who could afford it, but this was not the case. The poor may not have been able to afford treatment, but the plague was so contagious that the rich couldn't afford to let their impoverished counterparts catch it. For this reason, plague doctors were hired and paid by town councils to treat everyone in the hopes of completely eradicating the, the disease village by village. Uh, However, that didn't stop the doctors from charging patients too. Although the position paid well, it was generally taken by three types of people, new doctors, those who struggled in private practice, or volunteers who weren't trained but were willing to give it a go. And in many cases, the towns provided additional benefits such as a free home, payment of expenses, and a pension. As a result, plague doctors who technically treated patients for free actually embarked on lucrative careers. Um, of course, modern doctors make a lot of money too, although they can be a godsend when you're sick. Um, there's a lot of disturbing stuff about doctors too. Uh, number four, treatment options. The plague doctor community was composed mostly of rejected doctors and non doctors at a time when even the best medical practitioners knew diddly squat. And as a result, many of the treatments were awful. Uh, the infected poor morphed into lab rats as plague doctors became increasingly frustrated and creative with their treatments. However, none of these therapies helped in the end. Uh, (laughs) Bloodletting was always a popular choice. Eating things like applesauce, mustard, or mint sauce was also believed to help as well. So, so could filling the house with aromas. Um, alternatively, you could take some food items, such as onions, herbs, pigeon, or snake, chop them up, and rub them on the patient. Sometimes arsenic and mercury were fed to inf- infected individuals. Uh, mercury was also used to coat the patient before boiling him in the oven, although this was usually a last resort, uh, whether it was intended to be or not. Um we're going to boil the spirits out of you. <laughs> Who, who's heard of that one before, right? Uh, number three, data collection. Everyone knows that data talks in the modern age. Whether you're trying to sway the outcome of a political campaign or halt the spread of coronavirus, data is essential if you're going to win. Apparently, governments of the 17th century also realized the importance of data because its collection was a major part of being a plague doctor. You can imagine the kind of data they collected s- suspected cases, confirmed cases, fatalities, cured patients, and more. This allowed plague doctors to start ruling out ineffective treatments, although they never really zeroed in on therapies that worked. Um, It was unusual for the time, but they also performed autopsies um, to learn more about the effects of this condition on the human body, um, as they were often with Patients in their final moments. Plague doctors were also required to record wills and testify in court if needed. Um, yeah. Number two, pariahs. In societies across the world, doctors have almost always been held in high regard. Among the most well educated members of society, they can alleviate your suffering and save the lives of your loved ones. All of this usually makes them popular. For plague doctors, though, it was a different story. They spent so much time with the infected, which often caused the doctors to become sick as well. That other people were wary of socializing with them. When employed, these doctors were not allowed to mingle with the generic pub- general public, um, and furthermore, they had to self-quarantine for an extended period when they were done treating patients. Even after that, they were generally treated as outcasts. Plague doctors were left alone to wander the streets of the villages they had saved, or to move away. In the hopes of starting a new life so it's pretty messed up man Um, some heroes right Uh, number one missing doctors plague doctors were usually well educated well paid well liked well known and well connected even if they were terrible doctors they probably came from reasonably rich families they treated the political class and the elites and they took part in legal proceedings clearly Plague doctors were important people, which is why it is so unusual that a number of them went missing. Um, Although historical records from hundreds of years ago will always have gaps, these usually relate to the poor. Wealthier members of society had all kinds of records in banks, land registries, the courts, and so on, and plague doctors were well documented and kept under a watchful eye to ensure they didn't break their isolation cause. Despite this, they would occasionally just disappear. Some were kidnapped for ransom. Although these individuals were often swiftly returned, others simply vanished off the face of the earth. They may have fled, died of the plague, or been kidnapped to treat people in another city. It's it's probably a combination of all three. Um, But we'll never be sure. So there's eight things about plague doctors I'm sure you didn't know. Um, And if you did, uh, good for you so um, round of applause to that if there's any that I missed or you have any cool facts that you want to share with me go ahead and uh, send me an email at justokpod@gmail.com. Okay at gmail.com now I know the moment you guys have been waiting for we haven't done this in a while but I'm going to bring it back today but it's got a twist to it and it's going to have a recurring theme it's trivia time <laughs> All right, man, that is our new theme song for the trivia segment. It's back, baby. But um, it's going to have a recurring theme. And um, the recurring theme, this actually harkens back to an earlier um, segment of the show. I played you guys a Kiss song earlier. And um, the trivia question is going to coincide with that song um, because this is now... to be a kiss trivia segment because that's what i love and that's what this podcast is about the things i love right and um it's always hard to come up with uh good trivia questions that i can find for you guys then i gotta go back and look for the answer and all that stuff so this is uh kiss trivia and um we're gonna learn a little something here and if you'd like to play along go ahead and email me the answer as always at justokpod at gmail.com or on the Facebook link at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Um, you can also write to me in the comment section on SoundCloud or leave an iTunes review. Um, either one helps just go to this podcast is just okay. And, uh, tell me just how mediocre it really is. Now the trivia question for the week, I played you a song earlier called going blind. So, um, this question is going to have to do with that. The, uh, what was the original title of the Kiss song, Going Blind? So that is the question for the week. Um, with that, man, let's get into some, uh, weird emails. We'll see if we have some. Um, I'm sure they've been building up over the last couple of years. And, uh, we'll hit that up and I'll read you guys some cool, goofy emails. Here we go. All right. Now, I've gone ahead and, uh, I've read a little bit of this email here and, uh, what I think I need to do is cue up some sad piano music. And I'm going to read this with the sad piano music playing in the background. Okay, here we go. This is, <laughs> here we go. This is my email here. It's called Winning Amount. Um, and this was sent from Mark Zuckerberg himself. Um, yeah, so I don't know who your friends are, but, uh, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> okay cue the sad music here we go my name is mark zuckerberg a philanthropist the founder and ceo of the social networking website facebook as well as one of the world's youngest billionaires and chairman of the mark zuckerberg charitable foundation one of the largest private foundations in the world i believe strongly in giving while living I had one idea that never changed in my mind that you should use your wealth to help people and I have decided to secretly give $1,500,000 to randomly selected individuals worldwide. On receipt of this email, you should count yourself as the lucky individual. Your email address was chosen online while searching at random. Kindly get back to me at your earliest convenience so I know your email address is valid. mzuckerberg2444 at gmail.com. Email me. Visit the webpage to know more about me. Wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Mark Zuckerberg. Or you can Google me, Mark Zuckerberg. Regards, Mark Zuckerberg. Dude wants to give me some cash. All right, that was pretty good um, so <laughs> somber piano music is the soundtrack of twenty twenty and um, I'm gonna do it again because I've got another email here, <laughs> and no, this is serious, guys. this is serious. These are emails that I've gotten in my that you you the the listener have written to me, and I thank you for that, and you can keep writing to me. At justokaypod at gmail.com. Okay. Here we go. This is from Mark. Uh, from, I'm sorry. Matthew Noble. Okay. Cue the sad piano music. Now. Great deal. Is it not? To justokpodcast okay at gmail.com. I resigned my employment. I did not hate it. What happened was, I got a flavor of what actual money-making was. The machine is producing $600 a day. I produced even more when I began working complete time. Must I say more? Find out more. HTTPS slash slash GOO dot GL slash 3 ULVCK. All right, man, there you have it. There's two wonderful emails from uh, two wonderful listeners of the show, and I want to thank both of you guys, Mark and Matthew. So um, uh, with that, man, we did our trivia. We got our top eight. I hope you guys learned something cool. Um, I've already plugged the show enough. Uh, JustOKPod at gmail.com. Um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, go ahead and leave a comment or a review. Say hello, and I'll say hello right back. Um, keep the emails coming and I'll keep reading them with somber piano music from here on out because that's the only way to read the emails. That's just <laughs> the way it goes. We got a new trivia segment here. Go ahead and answer that. Um, this episode, I feel, even though it was shorter than the last couple of weeks, is more jam packed full of entertainment and information than I've given you in the last couple of weeks. And this is, I got to say, always fun to do. I'm glad to be back. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying it as well as, or as much as I am. And um, that's the show. So have yourselves a week, and I will catch you guys next time.